Welcome to Season 2 with Dr. Annette West. This show is coming to you from a holistic and faith-based view, sharing varied topics, occasional interviews, and discussions. The purpose of this show is to help us to build up our mind, our body, and our spirit. I want to give a shout out to Dr. Sax Love for allowing this show use of his jazz instrumental, Funk Jazz. Now, let's get started with Dr. Annette West's topic for today. Good morning, everyone. Dr. Annette West is here. Thanks for tuning in. We are excited because we have with us today Minister Sybil Davis Heidel from Kusan, South Korea, sharing with us. Welcome, Sybil. Thank you, Dr. West. I am so excited to, to be here today with you on the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yes, and we are going to have a discussion today, but I hope you're going to do more of the sharing and I'll get to listen a little bit more. But we want to talk today from the topic of essential prayer life, essential prayer life. And Sybil, share with us, how essential do you believe prayer is to our daily existence? Prayer is like a breath. It, it helps us to adjust our attitudes. It helps us to start off on the right step. Prayer allows us to connect with the Father. And that connection right there is like breathing life into us. No matter what the situation is, it empowers us to deal with anything and everything that comes our way. We can't survive without it. Amen. So if, if you were sharing with someone and you were telling them of the importance of prayer and they said, well, I don't even understand what prayer is. What would your answer be to them to help them? Well, my short answer would be prayer is a conversation. The thing is, if you say you love God, there is no way you can be in the same room with someone you're, you, that you love with your whole heart and not want to talk to them constantly and not want to hear them talk to you. It's that connection to our lifeline. Uh, but then I look at prayer as my personal attitude adjustment. Mm. And what I... Yeah, what I mean by that is, you know how the, the word tells us to forgive our debt debtors as that we we are forgive us as we forgive our debtors. Well, in order for us to really forgive somebody else, 
especially someone who's hurt us, who has angered us, who's lied on us. We can pray that prayer and we never think about the fact that there is no way without prayer we can really forgive them. But the more we pray for that person who hurts us, like Matthew 5, 4, 4, 44 tells us, the more we pray for them, the more we're asking God to bless them, our whole attitude towards them evolves every time we pray. Mm, that's good. That's good. And so, you know, you're going to be telling somebody about prayer. And we know that there are some denominations that have certain prayer rituals and, and ways of praying. Is there any particular posture that one must be in to have prayer, to, to give prayer, to be in prayer with the Lord? The only posture I can see is that of, of a poor man. And what I mean by that is when you go into prayer, and you already know you are lacking something. It's easier to come to God humbly. When you know that God has a love that you don't have, when you realize how needy and how small you really are, it's easier to submit yourself to God. And it's easier to switch from Give me, give me, give me to, oh, Lord, thank you for everything you've done. Because you get so overwhelmed by his love, by his grace, by his mercy, for everything he's already done. So to me, that posture we're looking for is literally the posture of a, of, of a poor soul. Amen. In Psalm 37 and 4, there is two words that, that kind of jump out. And it says, um, and here God's word commands us to take delight. To take delight is the two words in him. How would you say prayer is taking delight in the Father? Well, in order to have an intimate conversation with your Father, it's a natural thing that you are just excited to know your father is listening to you. As big as he is, as much as he's doing, with all the things going on, it's like a child. Me being a daddy's girl, I refer to it a lot, that the whole world revolved when my daddy was heading home. I would look out the window waiting for him to come up, come up the sidewalk. There is an overwhelming joy to know for these few seconds, for this moment, that I have my daddy's attention. He's home with me. I'm with him. And the whole world lights up no matter what's going on. But when we're with the Father we're, and we're coming to him, we cannot help but be so overjoyed to be allowed to be in his presence, to be somewhere that everyone just can't go. People... I mean, angels have to cover their eyes and their feet. Mm. And yet, we're welcome in his presence as we are. We can't help but be overjoyed, overexcited, overflowing in joy just for this opportunity. Amen. 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 So when, when we are... Um 
praying, is there, um, are there certain words that the Lord wants to hear from us in that prayer? Or can we just open our hearts and just say whatever needs to be said? <laughs> well, considering I, I go to my father, my father knows my voice. He don't want to hear me copying someone else. He don't want to hear me reading from a script. He wants me to come and just say and blurt out what I need to say. If I come to him any other kind of way, it's false. Amen. So I guess it's just like us talking um, on this podcast. We don't have anything scripted. We're just talking about what we know personally about prayer. Exactly. It overwhelms me how many people are like, oh, well, I can't pray. I don't know how. Well, you're talking to me. Well, yeah, that's different. Why? Talk to me. Talk to your father. If he's really your father, if he really loves you, if you really love him, would you ever think that something's off limits? Mm. Wow. So we um, we need to give God the glory at all times, right? Absolutely, absolutely, in everything we do. And so if we glorify God, then a part of glorifying and exalting him and lifting him up is to what? Sacrifice in prayer. Absolutely, absolutely. But even when you're sacrificing in prayer, I wonder if we're really sacrificing. Because reality, we get more... Even when we're just praising, even when we're just thanking him, things, sh- our, 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 our bodies shift. We shift. Stress is lowered. Anxiety is lowered. Blood pressure is lowered. When we're in that time of just, Lord, you're so wonderful, you're so awesome, fear levels lower. Mm. So even in our time of worship, even in our time that we're just glorifying God, God is still, he's doing a work in our bodies. Our health is improving as we worship. Amen. Amen. But we're supposed to worship the Lord in spirit and truth, right? So how would spirit spirit and truth relate to our prayer life? Spirit and in truth, first of all, we, even though I say we can say anything to our Father, we need to get our minds right. (laughs) What I mean by that is, even a child with their daddy knows, don't go ask daddy for ice cream if you just kick the dog on the way to him. Oh my. We have to come with a child's heart. We have to come, you know, first, Daddy, I'm sorry. I know I've done this. You got to first be real with him. I know I'm not what I'm supposed to be. Mm. Forgive me for this. Forgive me for that. You know, you got to first come real. Amen. That's good. That's good. So we're going to pause for just a second. Lord, thank you. Thank you right now. I tell you, speaking to um, Minister Sybil 
is so enriching on this morning. And I love that she is speaking from her heart and her own experiences. And that I think that's how we really should be when we're sharing with other people about prayer. Absolutely. And um, I, I, mm -hmm. I know for me personally, it's through prayer, even when, even before I came to Christ, when, when I was going through the motions of, you know what, I, I'm too wrong, I'm too bad. But even when I was in sin, I, um, I got really ill. And the doctor told me, you know, you need to have surgery. And my husband was TDY. He was out of the country and I had a small son in new community. So I had to want to watch my son to have this surgery. And even though my walk wasn't right, because I was raised in the house of the Lord, because I knew who God was and what prayer does, I had no problem saying, you know what, you have to wait till my husband gets back. Well, you'll be dead by then. No, I don't think so. Mm. And I remember, I remember calling my mom and I was like, you know, mom, I need you to do me a favor. I need you and your prayer warriors to, to and I, I was bold. I need you to go on a fast for me. Amen. I need, and I need you to pray because the doctor says I need this surgery. And if I don't get it, I'm going to die. But I need to wait until Joe gets back in three months. So I need this surgery and my body to wait for my husband to get home. Yeah. By the time Joe got home, though, I went back to that same doctor. And the doctor was confused. Because the tumor that had to be removed so bad didn't exist. Praise God. Praise God. But that's the God we serve, right? He, he says to, to, to lift it, to, to send up the petitions in prayer. He says he's a healer. So why wouldn't we believe that he's a healer? Absolutely. And I think that's actually what blocks a lot of people's prayers is they pray amiss. They mm. pray and then they finish it. They say amen, which literally means it is already done as I spoke. So the moment we say amen, it's already done. We've already we declared it in that single word. And everything we prayed up to that point is done. So, and then we will look up and say, I hope God does that. Mm, so it's more like, okay, um, we're going to pray. Lord, I thank you. No, Lord. I have this problem going on. There's something not working right in my body. I need you to touch my body. I'm trusting that you're going to touch me, right? So that's our prayer, right? Uh -huh. That's the prayer. And that's what we're asking other people to pray initially. But then it's like uh -huh. after, after we prayed that, then we should be rejoicing. And when we come back for prayer, we be like, Lord, I thank you for the healing. I thank you for what you've done. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it amazes me how many times people will ask for the same thing yes. over and over and over again. And it's like, uh, didn't I pray for you about that yesterday or last yes. week? Yes. Why are you, why are you, okay, you know what, I'll pray about it. But then I think they get angry with me because instead of me praying the same thing, Lord, do this for her or him, I'm saying, oh, Lord, I thank and praise mm -hmm. you. I glorify your name. And I'm like, Lord, thank you because I know it's already been done in heaven. Thank you because you're giving me the hope to to look forward to the manifestation. 
creation on earth. And I get excited about it because it's done already. And he said, you know, when we, get, when, when we come to him. Get and they'll be like, but it didn't happen yet. <laughs> oh. And people, I guess, I don't know if people aren't taught that, that, that there's a process many times for things. So we, we pray and then we begin to thank the Lord. The process may be lengthy. You know, the process may be unto a physical death, but a spiritual life, you know? And so, you know, people say, oh, well, we prayed and we, we asked the Lord to, 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 to not let them die. And they died. And uh, why did God allow this to happen? And I think sometimes people forget we all going to die one day. <laughs> we don't know. Exactly. We don't know the day, the time, the hour when we're going to pass this earth. Our purpose is to live the best life in the Lord, loving and serving him and loving and serving others that we can. So when it is time to leave this physical earth, we are in a spiritual place with him. And we're ready to go. Yes. Yes. I'll be like, sometimes, Lord, don't take me today. But if you did, I know I'm in the right place. Like, I know I'm in the right hands if you do. If it's my time. If it's my time to go, I know I'm going to be with you. There's no question. I mean, we need to get to that point where there is no doubt in our minds. If we were to, to drop dead right this moment, that to be absent from this world, this body, is to be present with the Lord. Absolutely. But you know, that confidence, that assurity is developed and built on the faith, but that faith is developed and built on your prayer life. And so I, I guess it's so essential. I think a lot of times people don't know or really understand how essential prayer really is. Absolutely. Because everything's connected. Um, I was talking to a young lady today, because even though it's your morning, it's my evening. Right. I was talking to a young lady and she was telling me she was like oh I feel so mad you know I haven't done this haven't done that and I'm just not growing I was like oh okay well tell me something what book are you reading in the bible maybe I'll read that book too and we can talk about it next time I talk to you mm -hmm. oh well I've been listening to a lot of sermons and I'm like no 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 honey I didn't ask you what <laughs> sermons you read heard I asked you what are you reading for yourself Yes. Again, we need to hear God's word with no other interference. Sermons are great. They edify us. They build us up. But if we don't develop that relationship of, okay, Father, I'm going to speak your words directly as you have them. And Lord, you talk to me in it. Mm, that's good. Because. If I'm just hearing what other people, what God has told other people, I haven't learned to listen for my own self. If I haven't learned to listen for my own self, then that also means I haven't learned to talk to him my own self. Amen. 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 Well, I want to shift. I want to shift our thought. So if somebody says to you, um, well, God hasn't, I haven't seen God do what he said he's going to do. So why should I continue to pray? What would you say to them? Well, the fact that God is omnipotent, 
and omnipresent, he did it instantly. It just takes us a while to catch up. But a lot of times we block our own prayers. Mm. A lot of times we'll ask for something and God wants us to have it. And he's ready to hand it to us. And then we turn around and we speak death and stop it. Mm. Wow. I was reading something at, at one point and I remember... Um, just kind of try to remember it was talking about why should, why should a person um, bother to even, to even pray. And um, one of the things they talked about was, um, you know, it is to help us to begin to develop an understanding of the father's heart. And that we, and that we have to, and that we have to understand that yes, we are required to pray. It is necessary for our spiritual development. It's necessary for everything about us. You know, prayer helps our minds to stay focused. Prayer um, helps us to, to shift through different areas. Prayer helps us in our relationship with the Lord. But prayer also, when we what we have to realize is that is in prayer, we're not always going to get the answers that we seek. We're well, not no. every, I mean, yeah, every problem's not going to be solved just because we prayed, but we still pray and we still trust God. Exactly. I mean, you look at who's is it chapter 11, mm-hmm. uh, you have all these saints. Some people, a lot of these saints <clears throat> did the, the prayer that the, the promise God gave them didn't come into fruition to after their death. Mm-hmm. But it still came. They still passed faithful. Yes, we can ask for things, but even when our children ask us for things, we don't give them everything they ask for. Because everything they ask for is not good. Because understand, we can ask for something that's good, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's perfect for us. Mm. There's a difference between God's permissive will and his, his perfect will. There are things we can ask for. We might be praying for a brand new car. And God will be, and God knows, yeah, you'll get that brand new car. And it comes along with that is that brand new car payment, that brand new car insurance. (laughs) Jealous people want to cut it up. We're not thinking about the big picture. But see, God knows what's coming on the other end when we don't. So sometimes what we're praying for, even though it's something that's good, mm-hmm. it's something that in the long run will end up being a, being a burden for us. Yes. Not perfect for us, even though it's good. And you were commenting about uh, praying for someone not to die and then they die. But in reality, are we not praying for them to be delivered from their suffering? Yes. 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 They're still being delivered. They are still being That's freed. Right. That's and right. If they're if they're a Christian, like even when my mother passed, um, it was weird because my mom was like, "Sybil, God told me it's time, and I'm ready." And I'm like, "Okay, Mama, I'll let you go." She said, "Sybil, make the other ones let me go." She knew churches were praying for her to hold on. <laughs> you know, I'm laughing at that because that's why when people ask me to pray, like if somebody say pray for my marriage, right? 
Uh-huh. I don't just pray for their marriage. I said, but what is it that you want? Do you want to, do you want to stay in your marriage? Like, what are you, are you asking for prayer and you don't really want it? Or do you really want the prayer? And what type of prayer do you want? Because just to say, pray for my marriage doesn't really tell me anything. Exactly. We have to be specific. I believe God wants us to come with specific petitions before him. And I know, like I said, we got to be real. (laughs) And I know I prayed some things and a few times I got an answer. And then when I look back at it, I'd be like, oh Lord, I wasn't, I wasn't specific though, was I? I just, I just threw a, I just threw a, I just threw a general prayer and then I got what I asked for. And then I was like, that really wasn't what I wanted it or the way I wanted it. And then I heard, yeah, but you weren't specific. Exactly. So sometimes mm -hmm. I believe that we don't, we're not praying specifically realizing that's kind of like, cause I will tell people sometimes God can be a comedian (laughs) and so we'll be praying hardcore for something, but we left something out and we leave it out that that one thing pops up. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. um, even like when I was 16, my mother and I fasted and prayed for the husband that I wanted God to send me. We wrote out, we wrote out a list and me being only 16, my list was kind of not right. <laughs> for height I pray everything but and the funny thing about it is is I was still kind of racist so isn't that interesting (laughs) yeah I I, I was kind of racist and so so I never thought to pray about a race for my husband because in my mindset, oh, he's going to be black. And matter of fact, he's going to be blue black or he's going to be Native American, you know, <laughs> because, you know, my, my, my grandmother's Native American. So I was going to, he was going to be one of the two. And then he came along and he's white. And I'm like, okay, wait, you know, the funny thing about it, I never saw it. I never thought about it, but you know, that was the thing I omitted from my prayer. <laughs> well, I believe God allows us to omit things because of his plan coming. And I think that's important. I, I think sometimes we can look at outcomes and we can say, oh, I needed to be a little more specific with that. And then there are times when the Lord says, I already know what you need. Just exactly. so, so, so now that you've come before me, I just want you to praise me. You know, I just want you to praise and worship me. Don't, don't even pray. I just want you to praise and worship me right here in this place. Absolutely. And I believe if you're actually developing a prayer life, if you're actually making sure I'm going to go before the Lord at least, even if it's something like, I, you know, I'm not good at praying, but I can give God five minutes a day. I'm going to go to the Lord every day at eight o'clock for five minutes. After a while, it gets easier. After a while, you're praying longer and more. And then you start realizing, well, I got him to ask for, but I still got my five minutes or my five minutes turn to 30. Well, I got him to ask, for, I guess I just thank him. Yes. And then after a while, you start to transform and you start realizing the more you develop your trust in the Lord, you have nothing to ask for. 
Because mm. it's like, you know what? Whatever I need, my father's going to give me. He yes. loves me anyway. I don't need to ask for anything. Yes. So all I need, so either I'm praying for someone else or I'm just praising him. Yes. Well, this is so good today. This is so good. So be- before we get ready to close, and I know we're going to have to come back and talk about some other things at another time. So I appreciate you, Minister Sybil, for agreeing to come on and do some discussions with me. But I want to share this scripture and I want to get your thought on it before we close out. And it's from John 15 and 13. And it says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. How do you see prayer connecting with that scripture? Oh, wow. That is an awesome connection, actually. I never (laughs) thought of it that way. (laughs) But the thing is, because when you go go into prayer with the Lord, you have to be so humble Mm. and so, you know, empty. So when you go to the Lord and you pray and you're just pouring out to him, you're giving your everything to him. But as you're praising, God will bring people into your mind. And when he does, you find yourself praying for them and it becomes personal. You'll find yourself shedding tears and grieving more so than you would if it was your own self. Yeah. Because the Spirit will start pouring into you, and sometimes you don't even know why you're grieving. You just know, oh, I need to pray for this friend's marriage. And you'll find yourself in tears and broken and and just distraught. Lord, please. Because at that moment, that person is the most important person to your father and to you. Yes. Because the Spirit said, hey, I'm asking you. I brought this person to your mind because I want you to stand in a gap for them. Mm. And then you find yourself laying everything down on the altar for them. Because at that point, nothing else matters but God delivering them. Amen. And I tell you, we can't, we cannot pray enough. We we cannot um, lay before the Lord enough, but we have to just make sure that every day we are putting forward our best effort in making sure we are developing that intimate relationship with the Lord. I want to thank um, everyone for coming into the show today and especially for Minister Sybil for tuning in with us from Korea South from Korea. And um, we will be back to share again. And thank you again, Minister Sybil. Thank you so much, Dr. West. I've definitely been blessed. Thank you. Amen. As we close, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you have not subscribed, to this podcast on Apple iTunes or your favorite platform, please do so today. Share a comment and give a five-star rating. Join my mailing list at drannettewestministries at gmail.com. Also, purchase a copy of my newest book, Holistic Wellness, Mind, Body, Spirit, 
on Amazon or at DrAnnetteWestMinistries.org webpage. Keep tuning in every week. I guarantee you will be blessed.